I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Me and Holder are back with another episode of the Overshowers podcast. Hello, hello. How are you guys doing today? You're not going to reply to us. But we accept that you guys are doing pretty well. Well, inshallah. Inshallah, now that you've heard our voices. Your faces have lit up. Bright and bright. bit like ours today. Oh my God, ours are so <laughs> shiny. Guys, th- me and Kalton had a, a little tiff outside this, outside the podcast before we pressed play. We both said to each other, no makeup today. And what did I do? Kalton couldn't stop well, herself. So she was like, hold on, please, a bit of concealer. A bit of concealer. I'm not on call, Maria, now, yeah. We have cool money. Don't oh, lie. Yeah, she put a bit of bronzer on. I put in. a bit of bronzer oh, on. Oh, guys! Her. Someone said to us. Someone sent us a message and said, "We've got to give um, translations when we speak Somali." So I don't know how that's going to work in podcast world, but whenever Kaltorn throws herself into the Somali language like she just did now, I will try and translate. I don't know what you just said there. I forgot. Oh yeah, she said I put I put I put something on for you. That's what you said, isn't it? I put on bronzer. She did. I don't know if you can see it though. I just thought I should. I create some dimension in the face. In the face. Do you know Do what you I mean? mean? So today we have one scenario. Unfortunately, <laughs> we don't have a lot of time. Me and Holder have to be up tomorrow quite early. We do, we do. But the scenario is very long, it's very juicy, and it also has an update. It's got so two in parts. My sense, it sounds like two it's scenarios. It's a two-parter. Yeah. It's a two-parter. I hear ya. Um, Before we dive in, how are you feeling, Colton? I have to always ask you that, because I feel like no one really asks us each other. And every time you ask me, it's a Monday. Don't ever <laughs> ask me how I'm feeling on but a Monday. Monday is the only day that we record. <laughs> but I feel like it's really positive to ask someone, really... How do you feel? Uh, how how do, do you... Wait, pause for a second. When someone asks you, um, how are you today, Colton? How do you often answer? Do you ever answer in a really, like... Do you ever just say it's something generic. Real? I'm fine. I'm doing really well. I'm always fake. And I'm then like, I start yeah, smiling. Oh, my God. Ray Colton went to go watch that movie Smile the other day. Oh <laughs> my so God. And every time, every time we looked at each other, we just kept going... You guys need to watch the trailer for Smile. It is the worst film so shit. ever, but it's just funny. But I think it's just one of those ones that you go to have palate cleanser. You know I mean? Yeah, mm. that's a good horror palate, palate cleanser. If that I makes agree. sense. Um, I don't know. Should we just dive in, love? I've not got much to report today, so let's dive. Okay, let's dive in. Let's swim. Let's swim. Right. So I don't like that I'm wearing all, a lot of black here. Very blacked out. I'm in my PJs. Oh, yeah. I mm-hmm. bought this little cardi from Primark the other day. I actually quite like This it. is really cute. I've seen this and it reminds me a lot of Ilhan. Does it? Very comfy. Have you not seen Ilhan's long cardi with the hair? Yeah. Head? Oh, it does. This it does. is Ilhan. This is very comfy though. Very On her birthday. Oh, happy, happy birthday, birthday Ilhan. Ilhan. We 
love oh, you. Ilhan's our really good you. friend. May Allah bless you with many more years. Amen. 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 I ghosted my family and fiance after what my sister did. I need a little advice on the matter as I don't know what to do anymore. When I was 21, my fiance asked me to marry him. He was the absolute light of my life. We had known each other since preschool. Our families are very close. Oh, preschool. He would come and have dinner with us on a daily basis and vice versa. He doesn't have any siblings, but I had two older sisters, which is very important as he was always very close with them. We grew up together when we started dating. I don't think our parents stopped celebrating for weeks. He helped me deal with a lot of anxiety. And even when I gained a little weight and my mother berated me saying he was going to leave me, he told her off and said he loved me for who I was and not for what I looked like even though he claimed i was the most beautiful girl in the world to him oh my god he's a cat <laughs> love cute. him we were only engaged for six months before the incident my middle oldest sister let's call her nikki was a very cold person she's never showed any affection she's only ever opened up to my fiance as she said she saw him as a brother and he also helped her through a lot of dark times such as battling drug addiction and breaking the law she mm. and i never saw eye to eye i loved her dearly because she was my sister but i didn't like her as a person oh frosty oh no out of the blue, she tells me she wants to take me clubbing as we had never been together before. And she felt bad that she was so distant with me. I this sounds like a red flag already. <laughs> Randomly taking her clubbing after she's just never really spoken to her before. <sighs> Guys, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a bit scared. I'm a bit scared. Okay, cool. I agreed. And that night we went out. Clubbing wasn't really my style, but once I had a few drinks, I loosened up a little and began having fun. The night was going smoothly until Nikki spotted a guy across the room whom she claimed she wanted to climb like a tree. She walked over to him and within a few minutes she was back and she had a sore expression on her face. Sour, sorry. Sour expression on her face. I asked her what was up and she never said anything. I kept pressing because I didn't want our night to be ruined. She then told me the guy didn't want her number, but he wanted mine and... What? I told her he was a loser and there were plenty of guys around who would kill to be with a girl like her. She didn't budge though. She told me she needed to use the restroom and then we would leave. I waited for another hour. During this time, I was sipping on a lot of different cocktails. I then started feeling really dizzy and lightheaded. I figured I'd catch a cab home as I was certain Nikki had left. On my way out though, I bumped into a friend of Nikki's whom she had briefly dated. He asked me if I needed a hand to my car and I explained I was getting a cab and he said he was getting ready to leave and we could share one. I told him, okay, we walked out of the club together and into the first cab we saw. I tried to find my phone in my purse, but I felt myself getting dizzier and dizzier. I don't remember what happened next as I blacked out and the next morning I woke up on a hard sofa, my head pounding. When I came to, I realised I was in Nikki's friend's house and my phone was sitting on the glass table in front of me, but it was flat. Why didn't you take her home? This is getting intense. I'm really confused. He took her to her ha his, his, his house, house, even yeah. though he said he's taken her home. Yeah. When he noticed I was awake, he offered some tablets and water and explained that I had passed out in the cab and he didn't remember my parents' address. So he picked me up and took me back here where he laid me on the sofa. 
I told him I needed to go home as my fiancé would be worried. He called a cab and I left. When I arrived at my parents' house, my mother, father, Nikki and my fiancé and his parents were all standing in the living room. Oh my God. (sighs) I'm scared. I thought they were worried about me, but the instant I opened my mouth, my fiancé asked how I could do this to him. I tried to explain that my phone went flat, I think she means died, but he then went on screaming about how could I cheat on him. I was baffled. Why would he think that? I tried to explain the night's events, but I kept getting cut off. Nikki then chimed in and said, I was lying and how could I be so heartless to a man who's been there for me through thick and thin what (laughs) Nikki yeah the sister she went on to say I kept flirting with random guys all night oh and then when she went to the bathroom she saw me leave with her friend I told her what had happened and she showed me photos on her phone where as we were leaving his hand was on my back ushering me outside she took photos yes she set her up she set her up wait wait yes the photo did look horrible and i was so drunk i didn't even realize his hand was on my back at all my fiance was so angry and he kept shouting and his mum and mine were crying i then asked nikki to call her friend and he would confirm nothing happened but when she called him he told a completely different story he said I begged him to take me back to his. And when he did, we slept together multiple times. Oh my God. Oh my God, I can't believe it. He lied. Nikki's her sister, can I just say. No, she set her up and the other guy's in on it. No, that's ridiculous. I saw red and started crying and yelling at Nikki because I knew she had organized this whole thing to make me look bad. I begged my fiance to believe me, but he just shook his head and left. When everyone had cleared out, my mother slapped me across the face and told me to get out. I left and went to my friend's house where I stayed for a few nights. During those nights, I called my fiancé crying, pleading with him to believe me that nothing happened, but it all fell on deaf ears as he never returned any of my calls or texts. My mum texted me and told me she was kicking me out. Oh my God. And that she couldn't believe I would do such a thing. And a lot of hurtful other slurs I don't think I could repeat here. (coughs) She didn't even give me time to get my things as she threw everything out. I was now homeless and none of my family would take me in as they chose my fiancé and mother's side. Who's this fiancé? That's their child. I was homeless and single in less than a day and a half and my entire world had been taken away because of Nikki's lies. Now for weeks I tried to get I tried to get everything to get my fiance back and my family. The limit for me, though, was when Christmas time had come and I went over to my mother's house to try and reconcile and I was sleeping from couch to couch during this time. And when I got to my parents' house, I knocked on the door, but no one answered. My friend then called me and told me she saw a Facebook picture that my family were in in another state celebrating Christmas and they had posted the pictures online. That is... That is so sad. Everyone was there. My I'll sisters. I'd be so heartbroken if that was me. I'd be pissed off. Seeing a picture of all of them having fun while I'm homeless. Literally. Over a situation that's got nothing to do with them, can I just say. Over Nikki's 
No, but even if, even if she cheated, that's be, that's between her and her fiance. Yeah. What's that got to do with the family? It's not should be involved. Anyway, everyone was there, and my sister and parents and grandparents, and even my fiance and his family. When I myself saw the photos, I couldn't stop crying as they all looked so happy. I cried Aww. for days and days before deciding to block them all, and I even returned my engagement ring. My friend knew someone a couple of hours away who was looking for some help in his restaurant and he even had a living arrangements above where he worked so I could get rent at a cheap price and work at the same time. I wanted to start over with my life as it hurt me that no one took my side and they left me to fend for myself. I was able to move pretty quickly and was doing well. The apartment was tiny and I had to work 10 hours plus almost every day but I was able to save a lot of money. I'm not living in that apartment anymore. I was able to rent a nicer condo but I still am working at the restaurant as an assistant manager now it has been roughly two years since I left and I have not spoken to any of my family I have no idea what's going on with them until I got a knock on my door it was my ex-fiance I was shocked to say the least all these things came rushing back and all I wanted to do was jump into his arms but then I remembered the pain that I had felt and tried to slam the door in his face. But he stopped and asked to let him in and let him explain. He said, are you guys ready for this? He said that Nikki had gotten married and she had confessed that she lied about the situation because she had found someone she loved so much and realised what a horrible thing she did. I asked him how he found me and he said my friend told him. My entire family had been trying to get in touch with me and want to see me. I told him I needed time to see if I ever wanted to have time, have them in my life. He left and I have been a mess since. I don't know what to do. I know I will never ever forgive Nikki. She could rot for all I care. But it's hard because my other family, fiance, didn't know she was lying. But I also felt like they abandoned me too quickly without letting me explain my side. I don't know if I should forgive them. Any advice would be helpful. Can I just say that... That was a journey. That was a bloody story, wasn't it? That was a, That was crazy. I mean, which area do we start off with? Right, so should we start from the top? Yeah. So we have the club situation. No, first of all, before we even address the club situation, mm. can we just talk about how annoyed Nikki was that the guy in the club fancied the sister? <laughs> that was my first red flag. Before, like taking I mean, out, yeah. taking out all the contextual stuff about how their relationship is, but in the club, and she came back with a sour face. Was it? Was that what yeah, you said? Yeah. That was my first red flag. I knew something big something is going to happen. You know, one thing that the one red flag for me was when she said the only relationship she could like maintain in her family was the lady's fiance. That's the only That's person. That to me is a big red flag. What you can't get along with your family, and but you suddenly only... get along with your sister's fiance. The only close friend is him. No, that's and he's that's helping me, helping you through your dark I times. I sense jealousy. I sense a lot of I want to be in that situation. Yeah, that's what I sense. I want to be you. You have I the want better that life. life. Yeah, I want that man. I think this is like she planned that. She actually planned the entire scenario to frame her sister. But you know what I don't understand? Like she's either a really good liar and a really good manipulator to get everyone in that room to believe her. 
Because why, I can understand why the fiance is pissed off, but number one, he didn't even give her a chance to explain herself. He just mm. assumed what Nikki said was correct, mm. which to me says that he doesn't give a lot of credibility to his girlfriend. No. He or, d- I just don't like the fact that he believed Nikki straight away without even... Like, have a conversation. Like he didn't even let her speak when she tried to explain to him. And he was just being really horrible and cold towards her. Yeah, he just blatant that he was just like, whatever Nikki has said is the gospel. That is an ick for me. That is a massive ick. A man that doesn't believe me, but is believing these random people in my family. That's weird. No, I'm sorry. That's really weird. Who brought you into the family in the beginning? I did. No, but I mean, they, How were, did all, you... they were all close friends. They were all close. Cause the what, mom... including the mum and the dad? Yeah, they were all friends. They all grew up together. Did you... So in the oh, beginning of the yeah, story, they went to preschool. So they all know each other. But still... still that's your partner. Exactly. You love this person. He was about to marry her. Why would you not at least give her the uh, chance to, to explain, explain what herself. happened? Exactly. Number one, that's the thing. But then, it's why giving, would... Shall I tell you what it's giving? It's giving not very self-assured in his relationship. Self wasn't the right word. Not <laughs> assured in his relationship. Because that was the first thing that she did that was a little bit sideways. Mm. Usually you can forgive the first thing. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> this man just closed the door in do you her think, face. Do you think in some way it was him trying to self-sabotage? Oh. But then, no, he did so much for her. I know, I know. It just sounded like he loved her. It just doesn't give... But then doesn't... cheating is a big factor. Like, imagine someone... And then the way that... I'm, that's what I I'm know, but say, I just don't she's... like the fact that he didn't even try and verify mm-hmm. it he just mm-hmm. believed but the thing is though there was some hard evidence that's what i'm trying to say do you know what i mean there was receipts there was footage there was ushering out the club hand on the lower back and then she came home the next morning it's called the small of the back did you know that <laughs> what, what this <laughs> that, that, little, <laughs> that area right here hand on the small of the back that's very intimate I just so. want to say, though, I feel like the way Nikki told the story, that's how you know she's not even a good sister. I don't because... even blame the guy for not believing her. Shall I tell you why? Because you need to understand, this was orchestrated by she, Nikki. Nikki probably had this plan in her mind for a long time. She probably spent time trying to, like, action it. Do you know what I mean? But what I'm also saying is, it's the way Nikki told the story that added the... Feel the fuel to, the, to the fire. She was like, are you mad? I She saw was sleeping with my man. <laughs> oh my God, Nikki. She so even crazy. added that she slept with him multiple times. times. No, the boy, the other guy the boy said that. She basically contacted the guy and said, these are your lines. Literally. This is what I want you to recite when they contact you. She said three, two, action. Can Boom. we just talk about toxic sisters? For a second. Wow. Honestly. I feel like there's a lot of toxic siblings out there. And I, I tell you why is because siblings are very comfortable disrespecting you. And, you know, obviously that's normal because you grew up basically beefing it out. Do you know what I mean? Mm, mm. But I just feel like when you're in adulthood, when you pass a specific threshold in your life, all that stuff that, that you basically grew up doing to each other needs to stop. Like a line has to be drawn under it. Yeah. It can't continue well into like imagine I'm like married having and I've had kids and my sister's still, still like being petty. Yeah. Where's my shirt top? Where's my top? <laughs> you took my coat. Like, that's actually mad. But you know what it is? I as someone that doesn't have siblings, like the way I look at this situation to me, it just seems like 
It doesn't even seem sisterly. Because if in my eyes, if that situation happened to like you or anyone else that we know, I the first thing I would do is I would try and play it down. I'd be like, what are you on about? She came, she was at my friend's house. Do you know what I mean? I would never, I would never like try and create a problem to make it even more than the issue. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Obviously I understand Nikki planned this to mm. obviously frame her mm. but the fact that she even had that thought in her head to do that to her sister to me is like cut off within like sibling rivalries there's always the passive one they <laughs> said so the dynamic usually is there's a passive happy-go-lucky sister that does whatever she wants but doesn't really take accountability mm. and then there's an aggressor <laughs> the aggressor is the petty one she's the toxic one she will do things to try and get a reaction out of you mm. so I just feel like Nikki is the aggressor here and this other sibling is the it's passive quite... one okay goes about her life doesn't really care okay. but a little bit selfish do you think it's... but there's nothing wrong with that so from this information that we have mm. obviously Nikki looks like she's the snaky sister I'm mm. not gonna lie but it's not even aggression Nikki has Nikki got deep has rooted issues with her sibling but to me it seems like Nikki's gone to another level now that I don't think you could ever come back from because she's destroyed a relationship I believe that usually with sister rivalries there's always a, a level that it doesn't cross do you know what yeah. I mean there's always like an unsaid no we cannot go beyond this yeah what Nikki has done is she's gone into the unknown she's gone rogue this is abyss like this is crazy her revenge has taken over her it's consumed her it's <laughs> consumed her to the point where you know, she's not even thinking about the consequences of her actions anymore. She's thinking, I need to get this bitch. I need to bring her down. But why? Like now it makes me feel it's like scary. I need to understand what what she feels like that this girl has done to her. Sometimes, ha, the people just don't like the fact that you're a happy-go-lucky, happy person. They don't like the fact that you're just living your life and all these blessings are coming your way. This sister Nikki has suffered with previous um, substance misuse. She's had quite a tough life. It sounds like the mother's feeling a little bit sorry for her. So what I'm trying to basically understand from this is that to me, Nikki has done something so bad and so like heinous to me that I don't think it's, it's really hard for anyone to come back from. Absolutely. And she's destroyed this relationship with her sister. Now, when I look as an as an only child who observes other siblings, can I say? I'm not even talking about you guys. I'm just saying just generally, yeah. There's families, there's always hotter, there's always one, there's always one black sheep in the family. Mm. I won't say black, but I will say sheep. There's always <laughs> one sheep in the family. Okay. Yeah, that people always come for. That people always come for. That's the misunderstood one. Mm. The one that isn't really, you know. The happy-go-lucky one, a little bit selfish, goes about her business. <laughs> I feel like you're describing yourself, relax. <laughs> but like the sheep of the family, and I feel like, does Nikki feel like because she's a bit of the sheep of the family in this situation, or the other Or was, was the previous sheep, sheep in the, the family, family 
that she needs to basically mm. get this revenge or get mm. just get something up on it's her like to maybe, make the other one look bad. bad. Exactly. Maybe I want to change my parents' perception exactly. of this sibling because I've always been the bad apple. Exactly. Mm. It just seems like it's all rooted in envy and jealousy. Absolutely. I can't understand any other reason why you do this to your sibling. But on the upside, I see some really good sisters. Like you guys are besties. I know. Like, have you ever seen those siblings? Yeah, I don't but know. come on, oh, the, what you see on the outside isn't necessarily what's going on inside. It's not, really what what inside. Inside it's not necessarily yes, what's going yes. on inside the home. Those same siblings that are besties outside are beefing in the house <laughs> over the top, okay, over the jacket. But do you think when you get to a certain age that continues? I feel like, you know what it is? It's because, you know, there's been a certain comfort level with siblings. Obviously, they're your siblings that you've like that you feel like pettiness and disrespect doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't, you don't even see it as like pettiness and disrespect. You just see it as this is the way we are, which is really bad. Because mm. you can't just always be in that place with your sibling. Because sometimes you're going to need them weird, to like, yeah. Sometimes you're going to need them to be, to back you. Yeah, and to be there. Against your parents. And Nikki, <laughs> <laughs> and Nikki understood that in the end when she confessed and said, now that I'm in love with someone, I understand yeah. what I did wrong. But still, I but think that's unforgivable. why did it take her to get married and, and love someone to realise what she did was wrong? It's mad. That's so crazy. So it turns out maybe she did just want the other girl's life. Yeah. Now that she's married, it's like, well, I've got it now. Yeah, I, can, I understand. I can confess. Oh, God, that's even worse for me. But shall I tell you why? She confessed and did nothing afterwards. Mm. And the girl's still missing for two years. Yeah. But now I want to come forward to the family. Right. Why has the mum and dad gotten involved in the situation where they've outcasted their child? Mm. Even if she made this mistake, even if she did the situation, they should have supported her. Yeah. You should have let her go through it on her own. Exactly. They've kicked her out of the house. It's the mother especially. I feel like the father's very dormant. He's quite passive. He's not really Mm. speaking up. But the mum has literally made a beeline for her. She told her, get out of this house. Did she actually say get out? Of she said house? get out, yeah, and go and get your stuff. And she mm. didn't get her stuff. But you know what I think? I think what's surrounding the mum is the friends, the guy, the fiance, his parents, the rule friends. The shame aren't of it all. The shame, the so pride. She feels like she like, needs to do act. more. Yeah. She needs to amp to the situation mm. to make it mm. look like she's punishing her daughter yes. for this act that she did to her friend's son. Mm. I agree. But that's not looking out for your daughter, is it? No, not for her best interest at all, which is who she needs to centre in this scenario. Like, it just, it's so crazy to me. You know, mums, yeah? Mums that go they can make or break you. I just mums that, that go on the offence when you do something wrong that don't take the time to sit down and understand <sighs> why. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. That really triggers me. Me and this friend were talking about it. So she was like, "Whenever I complain about something to my mum, like I've got a headache mm. or I've got a stomach ache or something bad happened to me in the day, her mum always tries to trump her with something that's happened to her." So she's saying that her mum keeps basically comparing. Trying to outdo Outdo her. each other. Yeah. And often that happens. And I'm not going <laughs> to That situation just made me laugh. But it just made me realise, like, it, it, it's very hard for mums to, like, talk about feelings and to just, like, not all mums, but some mums. Do you know what I mean? So in this situation... It's just difficult for them to empathise. Yeah. Let's and just, I don't know why you know that I mean? is, though. What, I just, I can't seem to understand. 
Because they gave birth to you and they constantly remind you that, that you... I was the that I was the one that gave birth to you. You put me through this pain. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I don't actually know what I it is. Know. But there is a lack of empathy with some mums. Yeah, and it's just really toxic. And sometimes you just want your mum to listen to you and to appreciate you and... Just you just need the lending hand. You need the mother's love. Do you Can know you what I mean? Imagine a Somali mum sitting down with you and being like, "Why did you do this?" It's like <laughs> shocking, isn't it? <laughs> Why did you do this? What was going through your mind? Or how do you feel today? Yeah, wow. a Somali mum saying, "Wow, to you, how are you today? How are you feeling?" You know what? I'm gonna. I'm not gonna put too much pressure on them because I feel like they went through a no, lot. Do yeah. you know what I mean? No, absolutely. There's not. a lot of trauma there. We'll discuss that another day. But the point is, and I want to bring it back to this scenario, this mum had a chance to really show her daughter, I'm here to support you, I'm here to listen. Mm. She could have really taken herself out of the scenario. This was an Um, excellent opportunity for the mum to prove that she is a nurturing woman. Yeah, and it's not even that though. Like She could have easily just stepped out of the situation and said, you two sort it out, meaning the fiance and the girl. Have your have your discussion. Whatever you agree will support you both. Mm. She should not have jumped on that bandwagon and kicked her daughter out because now she's not only destroyed that relationship when Nikki's obviously dropped her bloody discovery mm. of what she did. Now, what is she going to do? Is she going to continue back, Nikki? Mm. I think she just jumped on the, the shame bandwagon. I think, you know what it is? I think Nikki also got into the mum's mind. Nikki is so cal- she's a psychopath. She's so calculated. She, I think Nikki took her to the side first and told her what happened. <laughs> Do you think so? Maybe this is a house of cards. Nikki is literally the bloody chess player here. She has played everyone so well. She's played them all against to each bring other. Bring this girl what, against down. this girl. Yeah. Imagine oh, someone was that. Allah protect us from Nikki at her demise. Oh but you know what. Allah reveals all, like I say. Is there right. a part two? There's an update, love. Do you want to read it? A juicy one. So the update is, wow, guys, I didn't even know where to begin. I am honestly so grateful for all the support, advice, beautiful messages and awards that you guys have gifted. I wish I could personally thank each and every one of you. I did try my best to reply to every message. You guys are honestly so amazing and I cried reading all the comments. My heart has never been so touched with the amount of love and support I got on this post and I'm so sorry if it took too long to post an update. Mm -hmm. I was honestly in so much shock I didn't know how to cope with it. So, uh... I never got back to my ex. I didn't know what to do, but eventually he must have given my phone number to my parents as they texted asking to meet up. I never replied and was planning on organising a Zoom meeting, but didn't need to as they also showed up at my door. Mm. Well, my father did. When I answered the door and saw him standing there, I ended up throwing up which he insisted on cleaning. <laughs> wow. Was that, <laughs> that the due, anxiety? Was that due to disgust or anxiety? Do you know what I mean? She was just shocked. Do you know Imagine what? how she must have felt there that whole time. Anxiety has made me throw up before. Has it? Has it made you throw up? No, it's made me dizzy. It's made me throw up. It's made me poo. Yeah, it makes me poo quite a lot. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, TMI. <laughs> I know, ill. <laughs> Girls don't poo. When he was done, we sat down and I just bursted into tears. My emotions were all over the place and my father 
has worn the same cologne for a really long time. So when I smelt it, it brought back all these memories. He tried to hug me, but I pushed him away and asked what he was doing here. He went on to explain he and my mother are getting a divorce. He said he begged my mother to get in touch with me the minute I left, but she refused and said I was acting like a baby. And if I wanted to leave them after doing something so horrible, then I could do things on my own from then on. Oh, God. I asked him how long did it take for them to notice I was gone. He said they arrived back home after New Year's Eve and were planning on inviting me over so we could talk. That's when they got in touch with my friend and she told them that I left and she didn't know where I was. I asked him why didn't he listen to my side of the story and why did they throw me away so easily? Oh, this is so heartbreaking. Imagine having this conversation with With your your parents. parents. Ouch. He just started crying. He said he never meant for things to get so out of hand and he wishes more than anything that he could take it all back. I said, when they found out Nikki was taking drugs and had dropped out of high school, they didn't throw her away. Instead, we all went on a holiday so she could focus on things besides drugs. And during that trip, she got hooked on alcohol and each time they defended her over and over. So they can defend. Mm. Mm. It's very telling. He said he had no idea my mother was going to kick me out, so he thought it was going to be for a few days, but then they decided last minute to spend Christmas out of state. My mother apparently promised him I would be allowed back home after they got back. I said she threw away all my stuff, but he said everything was still there, and she lied about that. I asked him what has happened to Nikki and he said she is dead to him. He wants nothing to do with her, but my mother has been crying to him, asking to forgive Nikki as she is not well and they had already lost one daughter. They cannot lose two. He blocks my mother and Nikki has been on my ex's case about finding me. Why is Nikki still in Why contact? Why are you... Why is she still in contact with the ex? Is she not married? She's pissing me off. My ex caved in when my dad said he blocked my mother and Nikki told him where I lived. I asked that he never show up again unless I give him permission and he agreed. He asked what would happen now and I said I really don't know and that he hurt me really bad. Mm. I then just went into detail about how much he hurt me and what it felt like seeing them so happy without me and how hard it has been. We were both crying by the end of it but I was really glad I got it all out. It felt like a huge weight had been lifted off my shoulders. My dad then said he knew a few places around the area and would help me get a better apartment and he said that he would help get a better job. But I told him I wouldn't be leaving this job as my boss helped me out so much and I wanted to repay him at all costs. I said I didn't want him to do anything for me, but I said I do want to reconcile, but it has to be on my own terms and it is going to take a very, very long time to trust him again and and I may never trust him again. Mm. He said he would do anything to make up for what he did. I asked him why Nikki did this and if she said anything about it. Okay. Well, she said she thought my ex deserved better than me and she wanted to see him happy because he was making too many sacrifices in the relationship. She loved him like a brother and wanted to break the engagement off. So that night, she asked her friend to come and escort me out of the club so she could get photos and take me home so her plan could work. What? She said nothing sexual happened. I went to sleep on the sofa, and that was it. He was up playing video games all night until I woke up, which he has proof of, apparently. That is mad. 
My dad was planning on getting my stuff from my mother's house and bringing it to me, but I told him I didn't want any of those things anymore. Good. I then went to ask about Nikki's husband and he said my mother has been hush-hush with the entire situation, but he had his number and wrote it down for me. Oh my God! <laughs> oh my God. This is getting juicy. This is like, this is poetic justice. This is. Okay, what's happening? Tell me, tell me. After my dad left, I decided to call Nikki's husband. I was sweating the entire time and felt so sick. What if I could hear her in the background? Oh my God. Well, anyhow, when he picked up, I just spit everything out, which I deeply regret because I should have eased into it for him. Good. He sounded really confused and I explained the entire situation again. I even went into detail about her drug and alcohol problems. I was honestly expecting him to curse me out and defend Nikki. Instead, he let out a long sigh. And while it turns Mm. out he had a feeling she wasn't exactly innocent. And it turns out her and his sister have been having problems. She has been spouting nonstop lies about his sister and has caused a huge rift between them. His sister didn't even attend their wedding. I told him I was sorry, but he should make things right with his sister because Nikki was the problem and not her. We spoke a little more and he hung up. I'm not entirely sure what he's going to do with that information. I hope he cuts his losses and leaves her because he sounded like a really nice person. And even he has lost his own sister because of Nikki. 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 (laughs) (laughs) So I have decided to reconcile with my dad. My mother has always run the show their entire marriage. So the fact that he was putting his foot down and divorcing her... Um, shows he is serious about wanting to make amends. I don't think I will ever reconcile with my mother as she thinks Nikki is a victim also in all of this and at this point I don't care to listen to her excuses. If she reaches out and we talk I will update the post again. Oh this girl's very active. Mm. For my ex I haven't had the time to meet with him and talk. Though my dad mentioned he wanted to come with my dad, but he told him I would be too overwhelmed if we were both there and seeing them separated will help make clear decisions. Mm -hmm. He also mentioned my ex was arrested Uh -uh. for assaulting Nikki's friend who lied about the entire situation. He was being charged, but the charges were dropped a few days later. I will update the post again when I have the time to speak to my ex. Thank you guys for being so patient and so caring and just amazing poetic justice has it's just amazing when it all comes together and it's like sealed in a beautiful red ribbon and it's given to you how do you feel about uh her telling nikki's husband i think she deserves to i think two years i would have just got over it Mm, i thought that was a little bit salty like i understand the pain and the drama that she's been through i get it Nah, but, but come also, on. Someone does that to you, ruins your entire life. What, you're not even going to spew a little bit of hate? And maybe, I don't think she had the time to really reflect on the situation. I don't know, she could have just let it let She it got go. the number. She got, she's got the number. She the way I'm just seeing it, I don't know. I just feel like, you know what? This toxicness should have just died no. with the original girl. I think I get that. But when you're in that situation and you've got the number in your hand... I don't care for their relationship. All I'm going to do is focus on my health, my happiness. Do you know what I mean? It's like I had to drop one last bomb on Nikki before I put the mic down and exited this family forever. (laughs) It's a little bit dramatic. It's dramatic, but I think it works for some. I can understand why she did it. I I don't think think it's going to make her feel any better. I just think everyone's 
little shade downside is going to think that that was a good thing to do. But really and truly, she was already out of the equation. She had the opportunity to tell her dad. Her dad also told her why Nikki did this. She got all the information that Mm -hmm, she needed mm -hmm. and she could have just let it go. And just but moved it's on that with niggling her life. feeling in the back and of And I have a mind. feeling this ex fiance is going to come back and she's going to be. She's going to get back with her family. Come on. This is family no, at the end of the day. Of course she's going to get back with her well, family. Well, it's still there. Well, that's it. You fight <laughs> and then you get back together. <laughs> Honestly, she just didn't need to do that as okay. like a final, like. But let me give you another perspective. Stick the knife in and twist it. But for someone that had to sit on that situation for so long, two years, I, I think understand. it's harder. It's easy said than done mm. to just be like, you've had two years, get over it. It's not, get, I'm not mean? saying get over it. I'm not trying to invalidate her And feelings. in her mind, she's got a situation it's just, did that's she been re- handed to her. Did she really need to contact the husband? Could she not have just spoken to Nikki and told her <laughs> how she, Like, do you know what I mean? I think she was just being petty and she thought, F it. Yeah, I don't Let's really just think it's the, the right thing to do. It's not really going to do anything for her situation. It's not going to give her any... But it helped Nikki's husband understand his situation. True. Because he realised that his sister true, and Nikki, true. you know, there were situations happening there and it opened his eyes. I think maybe in your mind, you're like, she should have just been the bigger person around I just it. think they're siblings. And, you know, honestly, I do understand that what happened between them is something massive and I can't even imagine this happening between siblings. I do get it. But at the end of the day, like the family, that's family. Did Nikki think about that though? Nikki didn't care, no. So but Nikki's got, you know, she's got a history of just doing some crazy things, you know what I mean? But is it fair to assume that the passive good person that this happened to is always going to be good? I feel like in fair, I feel like in movies and in life we just assume people are just gonna I mean she might have a dark side to her and she might just thought F it. I it's don't know. It's not give, necessarily like good. It's though. not a good thing. Yeah. But I don't think I wouldn't judge her for it. And I think she but didn't have much time when that father came and he gave her that number. I think she was just amped up. Mm, and also all of that, that information. Yeah, she just saw him, everything's coming back. She's more angry at why her life has been ruined. She's imagine you have like your whole life you've left and you're you've started this whole whole brand new life for two whole years because of this woman. Mm, Do you know mm, what I mean? Mm. I can see why she would be triggered by that. But I, mean, I would have just beat her up. <laughs> well, like this is siblings at the end of the day. I just don't understand why you would have just been like, home in the middle of a kitchen table. What is this going back and forth, going between family members? I would have literally like just knocked her out. Certain families have a lot more toxicity than others, and I feel like in your mindset, you're very much of the school of thought where. You argue, you fight it out, and you get over it tomorrow. Yes. Do you know what I mean? That's definitely the there's, dynamic. There's a lot of sick people out there. And I feel like this situation, she took it to the new level. And also, you know about. what? Another thing is, I'm not trying to victim blame or anything, but when Nikki said that stuff, why the hell did she not do some psychological shit to invalidate Nikki? I would have been like, what the hell are you talking about? Why are you making this up? You know, just get in their mm, heads. Mm, 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 but she just took she it. She crumbled. She crumbled. Yeah. But look what he's doing. Yeah, he was escorting me to my taxi. What? What's the problem? Yeah, Do you know she what I mean? Argue back. But then again, she had like 10 people against her. No, it's because Nikki, I feel like Nikki had previously, you know, she'd prepped them. But that's what I'm saying. This family believed the story too quickly. I just think so she could have. And that's what makes me think. Why? What is it about her character that makes them believe that she would do that? 
I would call my aunties and say, this is what they're doing to me. <laughs> it's just the fact that they exiled her. That's the issue. That's a bit, that's, that's the that's only a bit, bit mad that I don't me, agree though. with. I'm not going to lie. Like, that's I the would, only bit that's a little bit fishy. Like what mum would Maybe do that Maybe the mum secretly hates the daughter as well. I feel like the biggest problem here is it's the, the mum. I don't even think it's the siblings. Nikki. I think Nikki was chatting shit. She did something cool, whatever. Like, no one believes you. Go away. Yeah. But the mum. For the mum to then believe Nikki, that is where this escalated from. Yeah. The mum should have been the passive person, mm, mm. the mediator, the one that says, no, but we need to understand from the other perspective. Yeah. No, but, no, but. She didn't do that. She took Nikki's side. And this why is where did the, the mum not understand from. her own And then the dad. You know what the dad should have done when he saw the mum piping up and taking that daughter aside? He should have been like, excuse me. We're you, not kicking my daughter out. Yeah, we're not kicking my daughter out. You can't speak to her like this. This is my daughter. This is my blood. Well, good together with Chorgi said this is her house. She's staying. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I just find this, I don't know, man. Nikki and her mum have a hand. Yeah. But I don't know. Let them go. I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot of, there's a lot of deep-rooted toxicity that we can't explore here. It's not, de- it's not even deep-rooted toxicity. It's just siblings. No, Nikki, but no one is that Nikki evil. Nikki and her on. sister is siblings. Yeah, even no. the mum's relationship is weird. The contents me. of what of this happened scenario is, is weird. crazy. I get that. But Nikki and her sister, that's their, that's their problem. That's their beef. It's their dynamic. That's their situation. The fiancé, the mother-in-law, they the mother, involved. the father... Have, yeah, shouldn't have got involved. Fiance maybe because that's the girlfriend and him. That's his situation. Okay, yeah, but he's that's but the mum. But fiance, I get it parents, because you yeah. know he's also implicated in this. But the rest of them, so they should not go involved. Mm-mm. No. And then it would have been a f- and then it would have been if the, if it was just between those three, it would have been a who does the fiance believe? Mm. Do you know what I mean? And then and that's when we could have grown the reality of the situation. Kind of he was. Yeah. Is he going to believe Nikki, who's a who's a whisper in his ear? He's a brother to me. He helps nah, me with shit my problems. Up. Brother Namahe. <laughs> He's not your brother. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. No. But still, may Allah protect us from people like Nikki in our lives. Because there I are mean, actual people that tell real, real lies. Yeah. Not even porkies. Real lies. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But when someone flat out lies to make themselves look as though... More appealing in the eyes of someone else. Yeah, that's a, that's a big problem. Mm, that is, and you know what? Your lies catch up to you because then you you forget. You forget you certain forget lies that you, that you lied. told, and then you be like, "Hold on a minute! Didn't you say that Did you, you were?" That? Oh, and then you get caught out, and it's and you'll be a little game smart-o. over. Game over. Anyway, guys, I think that is the end of that scenario. To me, I'm I think quite it shocked. Had, I think it had a somewhat poetic justice type of ending, although some things didn't need to get to <laughs> where they got to. And I just think, Each to their own. you know what? I just, I genuinely believe in my soul. This, the, the girl, the original victim, well, mm. the only victim. I just feel like the girl should have just stuck to her Let guns go. a bit more. And mm. when it, when they were all cornered, her. Just, yeah, I agree with that. I think mm. she should have stuck up for herself in mm. that situation. But she should have been like, "What are you talking about?" And then just had an explanation for everything that Nikki's had as evidence. Do you know what I mean? Mm. She, she gave it. She gave it to e- too easily to Nikki. Too easy. She gave it up to her. And she I don't know. know. She knows who her sister is. She mm. already said in the beginning that she's always she's been had cold this character. Yeah, exactly. 
But I don't know if she, she, she should have played the game. This big lie. She should have played. This was all. This was an EastEnders episode. I know. With producers, she exactly. had cast members. She had everything. I know. She had backup ready. She had her boom, team. Boom, boom, boom. And I can see she why. had. Yeah, she had production. Basically, she behind did. her. And I can see why Nikki, not Nikki, the sister, was just taken back by this. I know, it's true though. When you're in a situation where you're ganged up on, I'm not going to lie, I'll just start crying. (laughs) You know when you just feel so wronged? Have you ever... (laughs) Or lie, there's only only two situations in which I cry in and it's it's if an injustice has happened to me where I have no choice. Well, I don't even control, I can't even control it. My eyes no, because your body just erupts. You react. <laughs> you, know, you know those cries where you're like, <gasps> <laughs> and then the second one is when someone close to me dies. Oh yeah, yeah. that's the two situations in which I cry. <sighs> but the injustice one, or that is that, you know, that cry actually, can I just is say? a very hot, hot <laughs> cry. It's your whole face soul. is burning. Your it's tears. Are like the hot water that comes out of the sink. Can I tell you something? You know when I cry, <laughs> I cry after a fight. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so I won't. Uh, I won't cry. Like any time I have a heated conversation with someone, I cry afterwards. I can't, can't let it. See. People see mm. me in that really mm. weak position. Mm. So I just I no. Hold I make. My anger I make sure that I'm out of out of the. You know what I mean? I'm, there's no prying eyes. Yeah. I make sure that I'm alone. But literally, after the altercation or the argument or whatever's happened, and my adrenaline's come down, I just crash, I start crying. And then I like have to do something to make myself get over it. But it's like an ugly cry. <laughs> it's like a Kim cry. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think I've actually seen... Like, except when we were younger. I don't think you ever seen me cry now. Not for a long time. Can I just say something, though? <laughs> like, I've got a thing, a condition where when I'm in the cold, my eyes water so people <laughs> don't actually know whether or not she's crying or but if, if it's I'm, the wind if I'm really, if you guys ever see me on road and I'm crying like sometimes when I'm walking from work I cry <laughs> so sad was that like a real tears or was that windy tears no it's windy tears but if I'm like really emotional I'll cry but like if my eyes are red and my nose is sniffly like you know I'm crying mm. um, but yeah that's the point but I really feel like you know when I was younger I'm going to tell you guys a funny story so basically Quran school I had a really traumatic day my Quran teacher was really really pissing me off she was really picking on me at this point and um, it, and the tension was getting too much and it got to the point where she made me I'd, and this is my problem, can I say, because I didn't learn my Quran over the uh, over the weekend, mm. over the week. Mm. So I didn't know much. So she made me... Do you know what I mean? Mm. So she made me read out loud in front of everyone. <gasps> I still remember the embarrassment. Oh, no, that's and then I was like, I, I was like, honestly, I don't know it. Can I read it another day? Can I read it next week? I make sure I learn it. She was like, no, read it, read it, read it. She was trying to make a point of me all the situation an example out of me sorry my English is crazy so then after I after that situation I finished it like I had to do higad instead of reading the Quran do you know what I mean that's how bad it was so higad is like when you have to like you know when kids are doing phonetics and they're like yeah they're like (laughs) so So here's me trying to read out the Quran in this way. Oh, guys, I'm crying now. And I went through an entire three pages going. How so long did uh, that take? <laughs> it was it was death. It took so long. 
sometimes you just you know what it is though when you're in those situations you just gotta put your head down and, and just, just do it, it anyway i did it mm. and then adrenaline left and i said can i go to the toilet please and <laughs> i started like howling in the toilet <laughs> i started howling in the toilet yeah and then this mum was <laughs> wait let me calm down then there was this mum that I was doing would do so that's like um ablution ablution in the toilet so she was really washing her hands and everything and then she gave i came out the toilet she saw my face red she just walked out and she was shaking her head yeah why i don't know and then when i went back into the masjid to go sit down with the other lesson the to the lesson she called me over and she was like <laughs> that means don't ever in your life cry in the toilet <laughs> And I was, I was trying to act like, what the hell? Shut up! Like you're, I'm already embarrassed as it is. She goes, "Don't ever cry in the toilet because the shaitan is watching you." <laughs> Which means the shaitan's watching you. Obviously, Sa- you guys, Satan's watching, watching you. <laughs> and I was like, to that day, that story, it just reminds me of just how <laughs> I had such a traumatic no, day that day. Just lie and early mums and the lack of empathy. <laughs> That is the perfect example. So instead of commenting on your dishevelledness, on the my fact tease. that your face is puffy. And it's not even, I was howling <laughs> in the toilet. I wasn't <laughs> even quiet crying. I was literally going, Ugh. do you know what I mean? Because I was, I felt bullied. So she didn't even address that. She just said, will you guys see the and that to oh me was the most traumatic day of no, my life. That is the conclusion right there. And that is Somali mums for you. <laughs> not all of them, not all of them. Not all Let of me them. Not come from I love us. I love my Somali mothers. We do, we do, they're funny. But but yeah, that was a very, very good story, Harda. <laughs> Congratulations. That was amazing. Yes, 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 yes. What the hell? So true. Anyway, guys, that is the end of this episode. We really, really hope you've enjoyed it. We just want to say thank you so much for all the support. All the downloads. All the downloads. If you get us to 10,000 downloads, we are partying hard with you. Okay, maybe not. Maybe not. But um, it's the winter. We're anemic. But anyway, let's continue. (laughs) But the point is, we really, really appreciate you guys, honestly. And we love you. Thank you to the YouTube people for still following us. Yeah, for still. Honestly, I thought our YouTubers were going to go down. But alhamdulillah. Thank you, guys. Power to the people. Power to the ones that are watching both the YouTube and the podcast. Oh that is God. what I call a real fan. We do. We love you guys. Honestly, you um, guys are the best. If you enjoyed the scenario, please leave a nice review. Please A little do. cheeky five stars. Ding, 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 ding. And uh, we'll see you next week on the Oversharers podcast. With Bye, Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.